Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I'm your host, Todd Schnick. You know, it's been quite some time since I've had a hardcore conversation about email marketing and the importance of it and where do we stand in early 2017 as we record this. Has anything changed over the last several years in terms of thinking through strategy and tactics with regards to email marketing? So we're very much looking forward to this conversation. Let's get to it. We're joined this morning by Neil Berman. He's the president and CEO of Delivera. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. Looking forward to chatting today. Yeah, I, I am too. I uh, am grateful for your time. I know you're awfully busy, so appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Neil, before we get into our conversation, take a, a minute or two and share with us a bit about you, your background, and then give us the overview of what Deliver is all about. Well, Todd, thanks for asking. I'm a, uh, a former accountant who, uh, you know, a number of years ago had a midlife a career crisis and uh, decided I'm going to uh, set out on my own and start a business. And at the time, uh, this was uh, year 2000 or so, uh, you know, the dot-com boom and the internet looked uh, pretty exciting to me. So I jumped in uh, to the internet and uh, didn't look back. And, uh, you know, what, what came out of that is, is the company I'm running now called Delibra. We're an email marketing and marketing automation platform. And we provide a way for our clients to send uh, bulk email, text messages, output to call centers or postal, all in one place. So, uh, you know, our job is to help our clients uh, sell more stuff. Got it. All right. So I thought email was dead, right? Arthur's all kinds of thought leadership out there saying email marketing is, is old school. I mean, it's, it's no longer effective, right? Uh, well, you know, there's a there's a false rumor uh, going around. I think they call that fake news now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, they do. If you just look at the numbers, you know, the number of emails being sent daily are in the billions. So it's certainly not dead. But I think what what uh, you know you're, you're referring to here is it's become more challenging because our inboxes are full. I call it the blizzard of emails, and uh, therefore email marketers have to be smarter about what they send when they send it, and uh, what they're saying with regard to content. Yeah, so, I mean, gosh, there's a million directions we could go with this conversation. I, uh, and I was joking a minute ago about email being dead. I mean, I, we've, we've seen that obituary written before, but I, it's my personal opinion. I suspect that you are largely in alignment with my thinking that I think email marketing is even more impactful now, especially when it's done right, which is the point of this conversation. I I, social media, there was all this discussion that, okay, selling on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all these different tools that come and go, it was going to be the new way to sell and email was going to become passe. Hasn't worked out that way. And in fact, I, I think selling is even trickier now on those social channels. I mean, Twitter is really struggling and, and you can make the case that should you even be investing time on social channels to try to sell and move product, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But, but talk about email marketing in the context of thinking about other 
tools and other technology that's out there? You know, Delivera, in addition to marketing with email, because, you know, that's our core business, uh, we market on social. We market on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. We buy uh, SEO. uh, We do PPC. But at the end of the day, all of those other channels are, for us, are filling what we call the top of the sales funnel. And email marketing belongs in the middle of the sales funnel to nurture those leads and get them down to uh, a conversion point, uh, whether that's a business to business in our situation, or if you have an e-commerce site, you're looking to ring the cash register. So th- there's a different place for the different channels, and they all work together towards a common goal. Yep. So what are the key parts of a successful email marketing campaign? What are the things that you need to do right now? And I'm asking this question very generally, very broadly, which is almost unfair because there's so many different types of organizations and sizes and complexity, and then certainly the product line, whether it's B2B or, or you know, small, uh, small e-commerce sites, as you mentioned. Uh, but what are the, I don't know, are there three or four key things that anyone doing email marketing needs to be thinking about? Good question. So, you know, the answer uh, really goes back to before there was email and before there was an Internet. And I'm going to refer to, uh, you know, a tenant of direct marketing of which email is a part. And back in the day when people used postal mail primarily for direct marketing and it was pretty expensive, there was three rules or one rule with three parts uh, that direct marketers followed. And that's still a solid rule today. And and the rule is uh, success in direct marketing is 70% data or your list, 20% offer or your call to action, and 10% creative. And what I find today, the mistake our customers make and others is they've they've got that upside down. Mm. And there's, there's a lot of time and effort spent on creative. There may or may not be a call to action and when it comes to the data, the list, and you know who are these people, and when do they buy, and, and, and what are their demographics, uh, I, I tend to get a, a stare and a no answer. So my, my suggestion is to uh, know who you're sending to, what their motivation is, and spend a lot of time analyzing data before you hit that send button. Yeah, gosh. We could, you and I could sit here for a couple of hours and discuss the, the, the how-tos and the why twos of, of how to build a, a proper list. Uh, so let's condense that as best we can and do a couple of minutes. But I I get so frustrated. Look, I, you you said at the top of the show that that email is tricky these days because we have such crowded inboxes. And I'm I guess I'm one of the few people on the earth who have successfully wrestled control by inbox. I have I achieve inbox zero every day. I know exactly what I'm getting. Uh, if I see something there that I'm not expecting, then I, I'm quickly able to deal with it and re- list it as spam or unsubscribe or however. So, but most people aren't like that, and and they they really are flummoxed by a very very full inbox. But what are some of the key things that an organization ought to be thinking about when it is building its list? And I'm not talking about necessarily analyzing the data, but I guess that's a part of it. Now, how do you? I guess the question is, how do you build a good list? I mean, and people are so fixated on the notion that they have to have this big list that they they stuff all kinds of addresses in there that they probably shouldn't just to say, hey, I've got a big list. When I think they ought to be thinking exactly the opposite, a very small, very nuanced, very perfectly built and slowly and methodically built list, in my view, is more important. Talk more about how to actually build your mailing list. 
Uh, well, Todd, we're on the same page with regard to building lists and, and the size. You know, the, uh, the, the standard thinking in the industry and, and what we've seen with our clients, uh, which is no different than our competitors, is that four out of five emails that are sent uh, through our system and competitor system don't even get open or read. So that's 80%. And if you look at a total engagement of recipients on, on lists across the board, a business and consumer, about half of those email addresses are dormant, meaning no matter how many emails you send to them, they never open them. So the, I would suggest uh, to anybody listening, the place to start is with what I would call segmentation. And so, you know, you've got, you got the dead group and you've got the very active group and then you've got a group in between. So you've got three groups to start out with that you can uh, create without, uh, without much effort. And I would send a different message to each of those three groups. So if, if, if they're not opening your emails now, you got to do something totally different, probably something very aggressive, you know, maybe on the edge of what I would call proper to get their attention. Uh, for those people that are engaged and read all your mail, they don't change a thing. And then the people in the middle, uh, you might experiment with some uh, different uh, strategies. But that's the place to start is break up your big list into a number of small lists and, uh, and get to know those recipients better. So you take the time to build a list, whether you do it quickly or it grows slowly over time or some combination thereof. Are you, sounds like what you're in essence saying is that really the standard protocol ought not be every time you send a, an email that it goes to the entire list, that you really ought to be very strategic about segmenting this thing and sending different messages to, to different segments of a whole list. Am I hearing you correctly? You are hearing me exactly correctly. But, you know, the, in the past, the, you know, the idea that you can have different content and all these different lists and different cadences was, took just too many resources for the typical small to medium-sized business and really was difficult even for enterprise organizations. But today, there's a, there's a thing called drip marketing. And both Deliver and our clients make it easy for you to go in and, and create a series of emails based on uh, you know, previous engagement. Did, uh, uh, did the recipient open an email? Did they click on an email? Did they buy or did they not buy? Did they go to a certain web page? And you can set up these cadences in our system and others with, with uh, you know, a drag and drop. It's very visual. And, and now you're sending email like one at a time based on what a specific recipient is doing rather than batching and blasting to everybody. And that we find that to be tremendously successful as compared to the old newsletter type of communication. Yeah, well, I want to go deep on drip campaigns in the second half of the show. So I appreciate you bringing it up, but I want to go extensive there when we come back from the break, because I think that's a if you're not currently doing some sort of a drip campaign, then I think you're really missing out, particularly if you have been investing time and energy and probably some cases money to to build an email list. So before we go to break, one quick, I guess it's not an easy answer to, to for you to give in a <laughs> short window of time. I, I kind of asked you what the, the key things to to do. What are what are some of the what are two of the three of the biggest mistakes that most businesses are making with regards to their their email marketing? Well, we did a survey recently and, uh, you know, we asked recipients of uh, what, what don't you like? And the number one answer we, we received is, uh, I received too many emails. So uh, first thing to do is uh, send fewer but uh, more relevant emails. The second complaint I've heard is that the emails they're receiving aren't relevant. Uh, so uh, fewer emails, more effort on content, 
And, and then finally, and most importantly, the analytics. You have to spend a lot of time seeing what's working and continuing to do that and look to see what's not working and stop that ASAP. What's the percentage of organizations that, that quote, do email marketing that, that pay no attention to the analytics? I suspect it's a, it's a staggering number. Well, I, I tend to agree. I, you know, I don't have hard numbers there. But when you think about marketing, it attracts uh, what I would call the creative sorts. Uh, they're a little bit artsy and artistic, and they like colors and, and, that's, and the, that sort of thing. And analytics is really a different job function. So I think today, in order to be successful in marketing, you need both. Uh, you need a left and a right brain. That's usually not the same person. So teams of two, someone to do the analytics and someone to do the creative. And I think that could be a formula for success. Hmm, that's a good way to think about it. All right, Neil Berman and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. All right, I'm back with Neil Berman, the president and CEO of Delivera. So, all right, Neil, you touched on drip campaigns uh, right before the break there. I'm going to ask you to almost repeat yourself and kind of give us a quick overview. Let's, let's just pretend that there are people listening to this who may not be familiar with what an email drip campaign is and, and some of its strengths and, and, and benefits. Okay, so email drip campaign is, is a, a cadence of emails uh, that occur over hours or days, and each cadence, each step in the drip is determined by some kind of logic. And both us and our competitors have a way to put in that little logic, you know, logic like did they open and read the email, did they click through, did they go to such and such a page, and based on the logic you would set up your next drip, uh, which could be an email or it could be a text message or it could be something else. And you, that, that campaign continues to run until you uh, give it a stop sign and say all conditions have been met. All right. So I suspect there's a couple of ways to do a drip campaign. I think probably the, the more common way is that you say, okay, if someone opts into a campaign or, you know, if I'm having a conversation and someone says, hey, send me some more information, then I'll say, hey, well, I'll send you a series of emails and you then you opt them in yourselves. And and it's just a, let's just say for purpose of this conversation, it's a, it's a 10 email campaign that's distributed daily or every other day or weekly, whatever the case may be. And it's just a fixed, it's a fixed set. And when the when the ten st- emails are sent, it's done, and then you t- maybe you follow up with a phone call, or do those kinds of things. I mean, that is a way to do it. It's probably not the Neil Berman way. Sounds like there's a lot more that you can do with this, and and as you say, logic. Uh, so that first step, I, I guess that's better than not doing anything. But sounds like there's a much more intricate, much more strategic 
way to really think about that. I mean, it sounds like I've heard you compare drip campaigns to like seeing your eye doctor. And when I think of it that way, an eye doctor is not trying to sell one pair of glasses. I mean, they have to come up with a prescription and they may determine that there's a better need to do bifocals or not. I mean, there's a lot of variation in what a uh, what an eye doctor is going to ultimately come up with. Talk about that analogy of, of how a drip campaign is like seeing the eye doctor. So, so I'm going to segue for, for a moment here. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about a, a restaurant supply client of ours. And I apologize. No, no worries. But, you know, they're like an eye doctor. Uh, so, you know, they sent out an email uh, a while back that uh, had uh, uh, garbage cans on sale. And this is this is kind of an interesting story. And, uh, you know, someone on their uh, recipient list opened that. And, uh, you know, on the top of the email, you know, they had different sections of their website. And this fella clicked through to a page that sold walk-in coolers. Think about a restaurant or, or uh, you know, an institution or a school that has to keep their food cold. And with our system, uh, we alerted a salesperson with, we call it a lead alert, but it's an email that says, say, this recipient on the list, uh, the, the garbage can email for like five bucks went to the walk-in cooler page. Uh, you should give them a call and, and see you know, why they're doing that. So what happened is the salesman called the guy up and said, you know, you know are you planning on like remodeling or something down there? And he goes, absolutely. And uh, he ended up selling him, uh, you know, tens of thousand dollars worth of kitchen equipment uh, based on a garbage can ad. So this is a drip, not to the recipient, but now we're dripping to the sales team and telling them, hey, you've got a hot prospect here. And, you know, that's the real power of email today is bringing in the, the sales team and the marketing teams together and working as a cohesive group. So shed light on the eye doctor analogy. Uh, okay, so, uh, you know, eye doctor analogy, you know, the eye doctor or, you know, what, what you're looking to do is, is you're looking for symptoms. You know, you're, you're looking to say, you know, does, does your eye itch? Uh, have you, are you have a hard time, uh, you know, reading the small print? Uh, you know, do, do your eyes get tired or do they get red? And so, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you're looking you know, for problems and then you're, you want to uh, offer a remedy or a solution. And so with, with regard, think of yourself as the doctor, you know, looking for symptoms that would connect with somebody on the receiving end emotionally and then, you know, being their trusted advisor and uh, giving them an idea of, uh, you know, what to do about that to resolve the problem they may not have known about before you, you know, had the examination. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. It sounds like I mean, you talk, you set the table that you have to really analyze the analytics here with, with your overall email marketing. But I think it's particularly acute and important here with a drip campaign, right? Because this, this program ought to be constantly evolving. Am I thinking about that right? You know, absolutely. So, you know, so, you know, the old adage in marketing is you need to create a need that people don't know they have. So as these drips go out, you're, you're, you're kind of putting your toe in the water. You're testing for need. And you... You're looking to see if your test or your uh, hypothesis is working or not. And if it's working, uh, you continue to go with it or you improve it. And if it's not working and, you know, at least half the time you're going to guess wrong, I uh, just need to get rid of that, throw it to the curb and then move on, try something different. So I imagine there's someone listening to the discussion around drip campaigns and they probably are thinking, well, this sounds like it's almost like an automated program that once you trigger someone's 
involvement in a campaign, there's just a, an automated series of steps. And someone may be worried about that, saying, well, wait a minute, it's not very authentic. It's not not really human. It doesn't seem real. I mean, what do you have to say about automated campaigns? Well, you know, interesting comment I heard uh, uh, not too long ago is, uh, you know, aren't you worried, Neil, that, you know, automation is going to you know, put all the marketers out of, out of a job? And uh, my answer is not really because automation, even though there's an automated piece to it, it creates a lot more complexity. You need a lot more content. You need to understand what's going on more than just batching and blasting and, and hoping something happens. So automation uh, is challenging, but when you get it right, the rewards um, are, uh, are certainly worth the effort. But open rates are pretty good with automated campaigns. It's well done automated campaigns, right? Uh, they're double what the open rate would be for a batch and blast or newsletter email. Mm-hmm. So if, mm-hmm. if you want to double your results, you know, uh, automated campaigns or drip marketing is the first place to go. Yep, absolutely. Well, like I said, we could go so much deeper on these subjects. Uh, I do want to ask you one thing before we're running low on time is text messaging or SMS messaging. Ah, where, where do you stand on that? I mean, I, uh, you, you see commonly written that, well, hey, if you really need to get a hold of someone, uh, they're much more likely to open a text message and, and read that than they are an email. So what should you do, Neil? Should you just start blasting me- unwanted messages to people's uh, text message system? True statement. A text message is, is read, uh, you know, 90 plus percentage of the time. Uh, email message is read uh, 20 plus percentage of the time. So, uh, you know, your gut's going to say, oh, I'm going to send text messages. So, yeah, they work better, uh, but you really need to be judicious about what you're sending and, and when. It's particularly uh, the fact that you, they're on, on, your, on your phone right in your face. And with each text message, the carriers require you to give people an opt out or don't send me any more text messages option. So drip campaigns are, are really tailored uh, to text messages because people get fewer of them and, and they're, they're, you know, they're part of a logical cadence. The batch and blast text messages have you know, some application, but, but not many. So example, you know, alerts uh, like a snow day at school. Yeah, that's great for text messages. They send it out, you know, don't, don't bring your kids because we're closed. Or, uh, you know, I say bands that are, you know, performing at, at a music venue. Uh, they're blasting out text messages to their fans. So there's a place for that. Uh, but you have to, in my mind, put yourself in the uh, shoes of the recipient and say, you know, would I want to receive this? And if the answer is no, uh, as a sender, I would uh, I'd probably uh, cut back on those emails or at least, uh, you know, send what I think I would want if, if, uh, if I was on that list. What's your opinion, Neil? I'm sort of going to put you on the spot here, though I suspect I know your answer. What happens if you meet someone at a networking event or over coffee or what have you, and they hand over a business card and say, here's my card. Does that give you permission to add that person to your email list and or put their cell phone into your text message distribution system? Well, it, it, it doesn't, but you know, if you're in front of someone and they hand you the card and you go, oh, I see your email address is on here. Hey, do you mind if I contact you occasionally? And yeah. If you ask that question, it's good to go. Oh, if you ask the question, say, may I add you to my lists? And they say yes, well, then that's then you're covered. But just the mere, you know where I'm going with this. I mean, I, I'll go to a meeting or I'll be at a trade show and I'll hand out dozens and dozens of uh, business cards. And all of a sudden, I start getting all these 
uh, I'm on all these new mailing lists that I didn't really want to be on. And, and, you know, on occasion when I would inquire, they'd say, well, I've got your business card at that show. And yeah, no, 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 <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that wasn't what that act was, uh, was signifying. So I just, I was just curious as to your take. I, I suspected your take was going to be similar to mine. So God, Neil, we so much more we could get into in all this. I'm so grateful for your time today. I, I will certainly link up in the show notes to how people can connect with you should they want to learn more about all this. Uh, but should anyone have any questions, uh, how can they contact you directly and where can they learn more about Delivera? I would suggest uh, the listeners go to Delivera.com. That's D as in dog, E-L-I-V as in Victor, R-A.com. Uh, you could sign up for a free trial. You could go on a video tour. It takes about five minutes. You could contact uh, a sales development rep to ask questions. Uh, or feel free to contact me directly. My email address is nberman at delivera.com. And I love to uh, give out free advice and chat about uh, marketing and technology, uh, you know, dawn to dusk. All right. Neil Berman, president and CEO of Delivera. Neil, great pleasure again to have you. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, Todd. Have a great day. You as well. All right. All the time we have for today, again, on behalf of my guest, Neil Berman, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Intrepid Business. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to intrepidmailinglist.com. That's intrepidmailinglist.com and sign up. You can also find us at intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.